<laughs> it's made me nervous. <laughs> it's only happened once in nearly 30 years of marriage, but I remember it well. Christmas Eve, 1998, the day my husband, Chris, swore at me. I did get his permission. <laughs> Not for him to swear at me, but for me to tell you. Yeah. I'd been to fetch a Christmas present for our daughter, Naomi, and was driving back down the country lane by the Grange Hotel. Now, we'd been to a lunch there the day before, and I can assure you there hadn't been a puddle in sight. But heavy overnight rain had turned the road into a river. I'm sure you can all picture the scene following the recent floods. Encouraged by the fun we'd had over the years of Chris reenacting one of his favourite childhood memories, puddle hunting, I'd thought nothing of driving through the water. But the engine had cut out, the car had ground to a halt, and in no time I found myself stuck stranded in the middle of knee-deep water as far as the eye could see in every direction. The fact that I wasn't the only one stranded was some comfort, but not much help. Fortunately, I'd recently acquired my first mobile phone, so I was able to call for help, and Chris came to rescue me. Wading through the water in his thigh-high waders, this is what he said to me. What the... dot, 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 dot... Dot, 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 were you doing driving through that? What made it worse was that I happened to be driving his car that day. <laughs> Sorry. And as the days went on and the estimate for the repair bill went up and up until it finally topped £3,000... I had to admit that Chris had every right to be angry with me. But actually, after that initial expletive deletive, he really was very good about it. Not only did he come to rescue me when I was in dire need, he quickly forgave the foolish choice that had got me into deep waters in the first place. I was, and still am, so grateful to him for the love he showed me. And you know what Chris did for me that Christmas is a picture of what God has done for us, of what we celebrate every Christmas. But what we're especially thinking about this year with our Christmas theme, love came down. The Bible reading we've just heard from the Apostle John's letter to believers in the early church tells us that God is love. But what exactly does that mean? Well, the Christian understanding of who God is and of how he's revealed himself is that he's one God, but one God who exists in three persons, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And within the Godhead, these three persons exist in a relationship of love. They each love and are loved by the others with a perfect love. It's a theme that's beautifully explored in this little book called The Shack that's well worth a read if you've not come across it. And it's a love that reaches out to draw others in. I really like the little verse that we find towards the end of the creation story in Genesis chapter 1, where God says, let us make humankind in our own image. Do you get the use of that plural, us and our? 
So as human beings created in the image of God, we're made with that same capacity to love and to be loved. We find meaning and fulfillment in relationships, relationship with God and relationships with one another. And it's an amazing thought, isn't it, to think that the same love that exists within the Godhead reaches out to embrace you and me. So why is it that all too often we don't know and we don't experience that kind of love? Well, we only have to read on in the creation story. If we're honest, we only have to look at our own lives to see that all too often we make the sorts of foolish choices, sometimes consciously, sometimes unwittingly, foolish choices that cut us off from God and from the flow of his love cut us off from the life that God intended us to live. So we find ourselves stuck, stranded, surrounded by deep waters of trouble, turmoil, or even chaos. Trouble that can be brought on by so many different sorts of things. Depression, stress, loneliness, relationship difficulties, debt, addictions, anxiety, sickness, loss, to name just a few. We find ourselves in troubled waters, struggling even out of our depth, and we seem unable to help ourselves. We need to be rescued. And that's what the Christmas story is really all about. Let's go back to what John says in his letter. God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only son into the world to be the saviour of the world. Jesus, the son of God, born into the world as a tiny little baby, as that sketch showed us so well, born as one of us, able to identify with every human emotion, showing us what it means to live the way that God intended. Tempted in every way but without sin, never making those foolish choices that cut us off from the flow of God's love. Jesus, who didn't stay a baby in the cradle, but went all the way to the cross. Hear John's words again. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Jesus, who, if you like, got into the water and waded through it, in order to come and rescue us, to bring us back to safety. Love came down and rescued us. Isn't that amazing? It's well over 30 years now since I first experienced the truth of this for myself. But since it happened in December, it's always close to my mind at this time of year. I was a student studying maths at Exeter University, And the river of my life had been pretty fast-flowing throughout my first year. The truth was, I was being tossed around in my search for meaning, in my search for love. And by the end of that first year, I was left feeling pretty battered and bruised. Then at the start of my second year, as I was emerging from a complicated set of relationships with three different men... I remember quite clearly reflecting one day as I painted the kitchen ceiling of the house I'd moved into. There must be more to life than men. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'd always gone to church, but somehow it didn't seem to affect the way I lived my life, and I definitely made some foolish choices about how I lived. But that next day, I made a good one. I went along to a tea at the church I was going to and met there a girl called Nikki Parkin. I found myself being very drawn by the light I saw in her eyes. And that night I remember praying, not something I was in the habit of doing, if there's more to this being a Christian than I've realized, then please show me. Over the next couple of months, it was like God gradually opened my eyes. I began to understand for the first time some of the really basic truths about the Christian faith, like why it was that Jesus needed to die on the cross, like my need for forgiveness. Then on December the 4th, I went along to a Bible study group where a lady called Lou Hales was speaking and singing about the work of the Holy Spirit. Now, I'd only just begun to realize that there was such a thing as a Holy Spirit, or should I say, such a person. But at the end of that evening, I prayed in my heart, God, I want to know you like she does. I went home, actually with a really bad tummy ache, went to sleep. But when I woke up the next morning, everything felt different. I felt this joy bubbling up, unlike anything I'd ever known before. It was amazing. I met up with friends at lunchtime and they asked, Julie, what has happened to you? And one of my housemates, who also became a Christian later that year, told me a few years ago that she couldn't get over the transformation. She'd seen the turmoil of my life that first year. She'd watched me being tossed around from one relationship to another. It was like I had been lifted up out of deep waters and my feet had been set firmly on the rock. Love came down and rescued me, and I'm so thankful. I know that life could very easily have turned out very differently for me. But what happened then was just the beginning. I could never have begun to imagine the richness of life and love that would open up for me, the sense of meaning and purpose I'd find through being part of the community of God's people here in this place. It's something I feel so thankful for and something that I long for everyone to know and experience for themselves. Not that being a Christian means that life is trouble-free. It isn't. Troubled waters are part and parcel of life. But what we are assured of is God's presence with us. His promise that when we pass through the rivers, they won't sweep over us. To seek God, first you must be found by him. I wonder, have you been found by him? We're all searching for meaning, searching for love. And the message of Christmas is, love came down. When the angels appeared to the shepherds in the fields at Bethlehem, this was their message. Don't be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. All people includes you. There's no one who's ever too lost to be found. When the shepherds heard the message about this baby who'd been born, they responded. They went to see for themselves, 
and I bet their lives were never the same again. What might your response be to what you've seen and heard tonight? Perhaps there's a prayer that you feel ready to pray in your heart, rather like the two I shared earlier. God, if there's more to this being a Christian than I've realized, please show me. Or God, I want to know you like her. God's still in the business of seeking, saving, and rescuing us. Whatever's going on in the river of your life right now, the God who is love is wanting to come to you, to enter into your troubled waters and to walk with you through them, or to lift you up out of the waters to set your feet on the solid rock of Christ. There's a song we're going to sing in a moment that starts with the words, When I call on your name, you answer. It's the song that's inspired our Christmas theme this year, Love Came Down. Some of you will know it, but others perhaps won't. But I'd really like to invite you to use this song as an opportunity to respond to God. Maybe as a way of framing the prayer that's in your heart as you call on God's name. Maybe to invite him into the river of your life today. Or to trust his promise that however deep or turbulent the waters are, they won't sweep over you. Or maybe you could use the song as a way of expressing your thanks to God for what he's already done in rescuing you, your hope for what he will do in the future. Love came down that first Christmas, and the river of God's love still flows freely today. It's it's a love that we can rely on. It never fails It never gives up, and it never runs out on us. God is love. And that invitation to know and receive his love, to enter into it, comes afresh to each and every one of us today. Remember, it's what we've been made for, to love and to be loved. So let's stand together and sing the song I've been talking about. Or it may be that you prefer simply just to listen and allow the music to wash over you. Stand, just take a moment of quiet as you think what it is you want to ask God for tonight. And then I'll say a prayer. Jesus was born. And thank you that love comes to us again today. Your love flows freely. And so we invite you now, Spirit of God, to come and flow into us and through us and for us tonight, that we might know your love. Amen.